There's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined today once again by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today? This is an epic day in Apex, and I'm extremely happy and excited to be here. It has been a crazy day. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I've played Apex this much in one day in a long time. This is the latest we've ever recorded this episode before? Yep, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, This is your weekly Apex Legends podcast, and today... Uh, We're going to be talking about really just season five. We're going to go through the patch notes and kind of just like uh, give our thoughts on everything and from our experiences so far playing today. Uh, Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We try to interact with all you guys on there. Uh, It's really fun. And we've been getting a lot more interaction, especially on that Instagram. And it's really, really cool to have. With that, though, we want to start us off by uh, talking about a couple uh, fan reviews that were really nice. The first one's coming from Mr. McDouble. He says, I just started playing Apex Legends, and this podcast has not only given me useful information on the game, but also provides me something to just sit back, chill, and listen to. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Mr. McDouble. Super nice. Very much appreciated. Next review to read off the day is from Mellow Horace. Production quality, check. Chill hosts that engage in interesting conversations about Apex, check. Segments that are well thought out, check. All the things that make me want to keep listening to this show every week, check. Much love, guys, and keep up the good work. Greatly appreciated, Horace. We love all these reviews that you guys have been sending in. It really means a lot to us. And if you guys can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it means a ton. Uh, You know, if you're a normal listener, we normally start off with some news, leaks, and rumors. Uh, Today, we're not really going to do that segment because everything is kind of news at this point that's right um so we're really just focusing on these patch notes and this could be a long episode uh so if you haven't read the patch notes this is going to be a great way for you guys to get it and if you have this is going to be a great way for you guys to hear our thoughts on everything uh first and foremost though we're starting off with the new legend loba 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 stylish sophisticated and resourceful loba uses her jump drive bracelet teleport where she pleases and takes what she wants before we actually dive into the abilities henry what are just your thoughts on her personality and her quips and everything really awesome legend they definitely uh delivered what they said they were going to deliver she's extremely confident she has a great character model uh definitely blown away from a creative standpoint for sure yeah she's awesome uh tactical burglar's best friend Teleport to hard to reach places or escape trouble quickly by throwing your jump drive bracelet. This is pretty much the ability that makes you a Loba main. Oh, you said I'm it weeks and love. weeks ago. I'm in love. It's so good. It's just like the ability to close the gap on people is really what I don't think I was uh, expecting. Um, it's not the quickest. Like it does take a second to throw the bracelet. And then once you land, uh, it definitely like you have a second before your gun is up and I've already run into a couple uh, situations kind of just playing around where I died because I just didn't make the smartest decision and figuring out the whole because you throw the bracelet and it's on its arc but then you can press right trigger to drop the bracelet it's very interesting and you know I've been playing now for what eight nine hours of Loba yeah. straight like I feel like I'm starting to get a hang of it 
but it's definitely a high skill cap character and it's going to take some serious time to figure that part out. For sure. I think that tactical really makes her mobility pretty unique. You know, you can throw it quite a far distance, uh, which is pretty different compared to Pathfinder and Wraith. Uh, but it also has just great balancing. And I'm sure we'll be praising that more, uh, kind of summarizing all of her abilities. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the last thing I'll just say real quick about her tactical is that um, it is not uh, as effective uh, for getting high ground as I was expecting. The arc is kind of tough to get very high. Um, the trailer made it seem like it was going to be really, really easy. Uh, I don't think that was the case. But, you know, it's still really good and it gets to most places, just not as high as like a Pathfinder grapple gets you. And, you know, you can go through windows, which is really cool and a very fun way to attack for the most part that we've never had that before. Yeah. And that's that's a big change. Uh, Definitely coming from a defensive meta that it's all about like locking down doors with traps and gas and fences. So it's definitely cool to be able to shake things up with the building side of things. Yeah. The passive now. I for quality. Uh, nearby epic and legendary loot can be seen through walls. The range is the same as Black Market Boutique. We'll get into that ability later. Um, the passive is really cool though. It was the thing I think we were most confused about, kind of going over her leaked abilities. And I've really liked it. It's really expedited the looting process for me. And I know for like even you as my teammate, it's been nice because I've been able to call out the armor and the hop ups a lot easier. It's surprisingly hard to identify the objects based off the shape unless it is armor, but it's still, it's a lot better than I was expecting, honestly. Yeah, I I have to agree with that. I think that it's a super cool passive. Uh, It's also really helpful. You know, I I don't think that we really anticipated being able to see loot through walls as being uh, extremely useful, Uh, but I think that it's a really solid passive and comparing it to her sister support legend, Lifeline, uh, you know, she's not able to have that access to the extra secret loot compartments and one out of every five supply bins. Uh, but this is a really great passive and coupled with her ultimate, uh, I think that she's a fantastic looter. Yeah. Her ultimate black market boutique place a portable device that allows you to teleport nearby loot to your inventory. Each friendly or enemy legend can take up to two items. First, the awesomest animation for it it's so cool oh my gosh yeah throwing the staff into the ground and then the like earthquake pulse it looks absolutely amazing yeah i think that the the sound and the light of it is not incredibly intense you can definitely tell if you're in the vicinity uh based on the light pulse that it gives out yeah Uh, but it's not ultra loud it's not like a gibraltar bombardment oh, like it definitely, definitely is a, a solid ultimate and not too crazy what has been your you know just like overall take on the use of the ultimate how have you found it to be most successful because honestly like yeah. i use it but like i think it is more a team based and you know for my teammates rather than myself most of the time i think it's really fantastic i've really enjoyed it it can help me to kind of get those crucial purple extended mags um, yeah, which is really nice. I've also used it um, within a fight to get a quick med kit, you know, when we're pinned down. Um, I still think that it's very viable to consolidate loot uh, after a fight uh, just mm-hmm. to kind of expedite that process and maybe fend off a third party. I think that's a very versatile ultimate in general. It's really nice if you're like in a rush as well, like if you're running from the zone or something 
and you like run through a high tier loot area that is unlooted um, and you can place that down real quick. And like you've been saying, uh, you know, sneak peek, they added the skull piercer back into the game, but we've been able to find those pretty easily because of that black market boutique without yeah. a doubt. And I will say the thing, this is the ability I think that's going to make her meta if it, if she does break into that mold. And in a couple of ranked games I played, the example and the reasoning I'll give is because um, late game, it was like three squads left and, you know, we were able to pull out four pieces of purple armor and have that in our little, uh, you know, spot we were camping at. And having those uh, switches and body swaps right there is crazy. You're talking about having an extra 400 health pretty yeah. much. like And instantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, that's a special circumstance, but really an amazing uh like case of using this ultimate and it goes to show that our worries uh are kind of not realized here this ultimate even though it's like a loot based ultimate it's not just for the beginning of the match you can use it early mid and late game to really get an advantage and to speed up your gameplay yeah i thought that was definitely like our biggest fear as well though was that this was going to be only early game and that it wasn't going to have much play late game. Yeah. That has not been the case. And I'll just say overall, I think she's a freaking awesome legend. I'm loving her right now. I'm, she's the only person I'm playing, you know, outside of Mirage, you know, we'll get to that later. For sure. But I, I think she's really good. And it's nice that they introduced a legend that is that uh, off the bat. Cause I think, you know, in the past, you know, Revenant wasn't very good when introduced. Even Crypto was uh, not yeah. the best. Yeah, and lackluster. Lackluster. And Watson was very good, but kind of hard to comprehend and see how it would play in regular matches. Um, and so this is kind of the first legend that I think it's like, we'll see a lot of her throughout the entire, you know, lifetime of Apex. Yeah, I think that it's super fun to have a good legend introduced to the game and some legend with like a hybrid set of abilities you yeah know, support this new loot mechanic and then a really unique movement thing that we've never seen in the titanfall universe mm-hmm. uh, i just think it's super creative super fun to play uh and across her entire kit extremely balanced as good as she is and excited as we are about her and you're you know going all at it i think that she's extremely balanced you yeah. know with her ultimate uh, each legend being capped and only taking two items from it. I think that's a fantastic decision on their part to like not limit it by like a time duration mm-hmm. or limit it to just weapons. Like you can have anything you want in the vicinity loot wise, but you can only have two of them. I think that it's just genius. It's kind of been surprising to see how much loot there is in the vicinity. Like yeah, when we I place it like all the time, it's kind of crazy. And like, uh, there's just so many good plays with it. And I think, you know, coming up in a little bit, uh, we'll really dive into how to use Loba because I don't want to, you know, speak exactly to that, you know, after only playing her for one day, even though it was a full day. Fair enough. Uh, but I will say that, you know, just doing little things like uh, placing it, if you're respawning a teammate, allows them to get a gun uh, much quickly off the drop. And get a and good gun. Get a no, good it's, gun. It's and really cool. It's just very nice. It's very, very nice. Um. Loving Loba so much. She's awesome. And a big change to the game. The last thing I think I'm going to ask before we move on is, do you think that Loba's going to crack this competitive meta? I think it's a good question, Shay. I don't think that the meta has been cracked. 
this season. Uh, you know, I think that the the public meta, uh, we'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. Just kind of who legend, what legends people are playing. Uh, but I think if you're asking about, you know, the global series and pro competitive meta, mm-hmm. I don't think anything really rattled the Gibraltar, Watson, Wraith, bit of Pathfinder. I I don't think that uh, Loba is really going to break into that per se. Yeah. But I'm excited to see. Uh, and I would love it if they had an open mind and the pros kind of tried something new. I, I think Loba could be extremely fun and very good yeah. in pro play. I got a sneaky take on the global series and which legend I think is going to crack into it. But True we'll get to it. it soon. We'll get to it soon. Okay, cool. Next up, we got the map update from Kings Canyon. Uh, this is the patch notes. Skulltown and Thunderdome have fallen. RIP. Moment of silence for Skulltown. A new point of interest, Salvage, has been added to the Broken Coast. Great name. It's cool. Real quick. Great name. Across the map, the offshore rigs connects to the former relay and wetlands. Wetlands has been replaced by the excavation of the capacitor, which has a new underground pathway to Sing Labs. Nesting grounds has continued to regrow into the reclaimed forest, which features an expanded Sing Labs exterior and a small camp outside of the cage. Kings Canyon will be the only map available for two weeks after the season launch, so players can have time to fully explore the changes in meta shift. After the two-week honeymoon period, map rotation will start rotating World's Edge Season 4 into the mix. Huge, huge, huge changes. We've been playing since day one. This is crazy. I mean, like, I we don't want to just, like, ramble on and on about this, but there's so much to talk about. It's This map is really incredible. It's a full overhaul. Off the bat, though, before we really dive into the differences and some of the points of interest, are you disappointed in that we did not get a new map? Yeah, you know, we talked a lot about that on previous episodes, kind of building up to Season 5. Um, you know, I was a little bit let down when I heard it was confirmed that there wouldn't be a new map, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm extremely satisfied with what we got. You know, I really think they nailed it. I think that, you know, the fact that they're leaning into the lore and finishing some stories that started on King's Canyon is great. Um, you know, if we transition to a new map, maybe Samathe um, on the planet Samathe, yeah. uh, I think I'd be, you know, really hyped about that. I'm not at all disappointed with what we got. Uh, with World's Edge. It is good to hear that. You were definitely the skeptical one about the season five. And I think that's going to be a pattern throughout this entire patch notes is that uh, it exceeded your expectations without a Which doubt. Which is hard to do. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's talk about a little bit of the a couple of the new points of interest. And I think we'll start kind of where, you know, Skulltown fell in and yeah. Thunderdome. And we have Salvage really replacing that area. What have been your initial, you know, knee-jerk reactions to uh, salvage. I think for the first few days, it's definitely been a crazy hot drop just because people want to see, you know, what's going on by the water there. As all these new Um, places will be. You know, it's been really hard to like survive there a lot and do well. Uh, But I think it's cool. You know, it's not super huge. There's some, you know, secret kind of fun things uh, on the cool coast uh, as well as in the skull of Skulltown. There's a cool little loot drop in there. The two-way balloon tower is oh, the quite interesting. Two-way balloon tower is so cool. I'm in freaking love with that. It's awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely think the uh, salvage is quite a cool point of interest uh, and definitely executed well. And it looks awesome. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. But yeah. yeah, like you're saying, it's a hot drop right now because everybody wants to see it. 
And it's really hard. I mean, the fact that you can only get on and off via two ramps, um, and I'll be completely honest, with Loba, I've definitely thrown the bracelet into the water on accident a couple of times. You know, when I was first really trying to figure it out. We're being transparent here. And you know, like it happens. maybe climbing up on the walls and then falling off into the water. Like it is a, it's a weird spot, but I think yeah. that it'll, it'll play really well. Um, if you get those closes in that area late game and then, you know, after a little bit of the uh, sparkly fairy dust uh, wears off and people start going other places because it really doesn't sustain like four or five teams, which is what's been yeah, dropping there. Yeah, it's quite there. small, yeah. Yeah, it's I, I will say, though, that, you know, I've heard a lot of people saying that just the entire map has shifted up into the northwest corner. Yeah. As much as I love those new things that we're going to be talking about, I think that this old school town uh, area is better than ever, almost. You know, mm-hmm. it's not as crazy as the school town hot drops, but having to be so much more open without the huge skull and all the mountains leads like really cool uh, wraparounds from Gauntlet into Salvage through Market. Like, I just feel like everything's so much more open and it's like super fun to go through all that. Yeah. And what have been your thoughts? We've only gone a couple of times to the little kind of like hidden cave that is right next to Salvage in the yeah. side of the mountain. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's really a place that unless you uh, drop there or you redeploy there off the balloon, uh, you can't reach it unless you're a Loba or a Pathfinder. Uh, and then to exit it, you have to like open one of these like hatches. Hatches. Um, but there's some pretty high tier loot in there a lot of the time, and I've really liked it for the most part. I think it's a cool spot to just add to the map. Yeah, it's pretty unique and kind of a cool little porthole into maybe what we'll see in some of the quests with more of those hatches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I definitely think it's a, an exciting spot and really unique that uh, it's so hard to get to, honestly. Yeah. Let's move a bit into Capacitor. And kind of sing labs because I feel like that entire area has been redone. I was shocked that sing labs, the outside of it was as uh, remodeled as it was yeah. because I already felt like it was a pretty good drop outside of it. Yeah. It had uh, lots of loot. They did not agree at all. No. Because they added so much to it. And that's a really good spot now to drop. But just that whole area uh, kind of being where we were talked about in the teaser. Uh, now connecting to a capacitor and capacitor is huge massive absolutely massive uh has three charge towers that we'll talk about here in a minute uh capacitor is amazing and like has a back door into sing labs yeah. which is super cool and unique um this is very exciting stuff like i was saying it while we were playing it's pretty much like playing a brand new map yeah, And I don't want to sound silly by saying that, like I don't know what I'm talking about. We've played Kings Canyon a lot and from day one, and it's so exciting to see like all this new stuff, like outside Capacitor, we now have these massive, beautiful trees oh, and it's yeah. just like the environment and the scale is what I was really like just raving about in game, uh, you know, with the big walls and all the like cool big stuff it's super cool with the verticality yeah the the map itself is incredibly beautiful right now uh you've talked a lot about the trees and i'm kind of hooked on this like sunset vibe that we have right now with the map and so it's kind of like got this pinkish orange color uh going over everything and it just looks awesome the lighting is so good like 
the designers really nailed it. They did an absolutely amazing job. And I'm so proud of Respawn. I really am. Like, they're awesome. I can't believe it. The execution has been really phenomenal. And being in this, you know, pandemic, it's impressive. It's really impressive. They did not disappoint. Okay. And so now we got the area kind of uh, a little north of Capacitor. Yep. And it's called Offshore Rig or just the rig. Yep. That place is huge. I was not expecting it to be. It's probably our favorite place to drop right now. Yeah. Um, Super fun. Very cool. Again, with massive scale. Um, Elevation. Yeah. It's like massive walls and central points. And like, it's very, uh, almost like Loba friendly. Oh, it's, you know, it's Loba friendly. Like, I don't know if that was, you know, kept in mind, uh, but super fun. Lots of fun loot. Um, much bigger than, uh, the salvage area. So kind of, I think that's why people say it's kind of shifting more up into the north just yeah. because the size of it, you know, after these first two weeks, that'll kind of be where the, the quote unquote new, uh, school town is, mm-hmm. I assume. Uh, but it's huge. You know, it's super crazy. The capacitor and the rig kind of put together into a really big, like mega area for loot and fights. And it's really like, it's cool to fight in. It's awesome. I love, I just love the look of it too. Like it looks really good. And, you know, additionally, I will say like this kind of a theme, uh, talking about that area in general, but something you pointed out to me is that the map is not as open anymore. And that in Kings Canyon, we used to have these, like you, there's these lulls when you're transitioning from spot to spot. And because there's a lot of open spaces, like between the wetlands and cage, uh, there was a ton of open space. And now it's just another hot tier zone. And so there's always a point of interest when you're moving from uh, rotation to rotation. And it's just awesome. And the loot feels plentiful because of it, I think. Yeah. And coupled with playing so much Loba, it's just like, we're not wasting our time, like really scrapping for loot yeah going through all the buildings and all that yeah you know i was using the word open to talk about kind of the southern uh southeastern part of the map and what i meant there was just like more light just because there's less mountains Uh, but i feel like although we sacrificed the dome which we loved was one of our best places to drop yeah and skull town huge very dramatic we gained so much like the map just got filled in everywhere and Mm -hmm. i've just am really happy about it it's super stimulating to play um i definitely think that this is a great time and a great map to be playing on uh the removal of the uh mountains is kind of uh playing the game differently like there's a lot less choke points now in that uh one area and you've talked a little bit about sound being different yeah, maybe I'm crazy, but I just feel like my ears have not adjusted to like being able to pinpoint, oh, they're a market. We got to go there. They're like, skull town. I can't quite tell uh, where sounds are coming from yet. And the Leviathans are gone. So I just feel like there's so much, like the lines of sight are awesome. The rotations are great. Um, there's a lot There's a lot of movement of balloons mm-hmm. across the map, just sm- like slight changes and additions of balloons. So we're getting, we're talking too much, but. I'm just so excited about the map and it's really great. I, I have no complaints about what they've done. The map is awesome. It exceeded my expectations without a doubt. 
And the next thing we want to kind of talk about is the charge towers. We mentioned it a couple times, but charge towers are new devices unearthed in the excavation of King's Canyon. Activate them to grant a full ultimate charge to any legend standing on the platform when the charge blast goes out. And we believe it's a five second activation to actually do it. Yeah, not exactly uh, what we assumed it was in the trailer. You know, at least I assumed it would be, you know, a single legend use. Yeah. And I also same. thought it would be instant. Uh, but it, it's pretty cool. You know, the whole team and potentially enemies could get their full uh, ultimate charged if you do it. It's really um, shifting the game a little bit. Like they're everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere. And, you know, you can now be any legend and have your ultimate. Like if you're a bloodhound main, this was a blessing because they're everywhere and you can always be bathed in the bluff now. Yeah, it, it, it's super cool, you know, and it, Definitely changes things up for some of the legends that don't have a super fast ultimate yeah. um, that we'll talk about more. Uh, but I can't wait to see how this factors into our uh, ranking of the legends this season, just because it's oh, such a big change. I'm and so excited to rank the legends. It's I'm speechless. I'm so hyped. Like these charge towers, I didn't see it coming. I think that it's a very unique thing to add to the game. I definitely wouldn't have thought of it just because it's so out of left field, like putting these things that instantly charge the ultimate. Mm -hmm. It's just really interesting to me, but it allows for so much versatility of instant action right off the drop. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And it's not loud. It is silent practically Huge shocker yeah i was really surprised by that i thought it was gonna really give away your location but no you can activate that thing and like if you're within like 100 meters of it you still might not like hear it i see it that's how i noticed that it's gone off and barely yeah but yeah you're right it very shocking you'd think for sure that that would be like the trade-off not really the case the yeah. five seconds is really the trade-off i'm it's blown away i'm blown away by how many there are in the map and they charge the whole team yeah like what a great way to not turn the community against each other by saying like oh no my <laughs> ultimate's more important yeah, i need to yeah, do yeah. it like just what a great way to just bring everybody together and allow everybody to, su to succeed i love it uh definitely an awesome add to the map yeah drop with loba activate the tower and then uh you know go from there because it's really nice to start every match with whatever guns you want for sure it's been really helpful uh, i'll let you explain the next thing uh talking about the pve mode that was introduced which is a big deal massive and we can't we really don't even know yet yeah. how massive but from what it sounds like it's gonna be awesome so i'll read it out uh so this season we have these quests and it's called the broken ghost uh, introducing Apex's first quest, a season-long search for nine pieces of a mysterious relic. Find your first daily treasure pack in any competitive match to get started on your hunt and enjoy free weekly drops of new story, gameplay, and rewards along the way. Uh, so pretty much the breakdown is uh, you have to drop in and play uh, every day if you want to stay up on the story but they are pretty common the treasure packs that are dropped extremely yeah. like we were really concerned about it at least i was that this was going to be like some really exclusive content mm -hmm. and kind of difficult to even get access to not the case we played today probably found over a dozen between oh, more us. than that more than that 
Like you could definitely find at least three within two games if you're yeah. playing with a squad. And so you're limited to one per day and you do have to get five in order to unlock each quest. There's going to be nine quests. So you have to get 45 treasure packs and then getting them, you also get, uh, you know, crafting material and XP for your challenges and your battle pass. So it's definitely worth it. And I just, I can't wait for these quests. You know, the first one we believe is going to be this kind of like find a relic on the map, defend mm-hmm. it, and then extract it uh, with Prowlers Incorporated from the trailer. Uh, but there's nine of these missions. That's a lot, you yeah. know? And all those hatches that are all over the map now, you know, we could see some huge subterranean elements and like mazes and puzzles and different uh, objectives. Like we're nine getting, is a ton. We're getting so much content. Like Apex, they dropped so much content this season and it's amazing how they were able to do that. There's really nothing to complain about. There's no big disappointments. You know, I was kind of sad when we didn't get uh, the Volt or a mm-hmm. new weapon. Uh, but I think they definitely contributed their resources to amazing places. And we've gotten amazing balancing, amazing map, cool new PVE that I can't wait to play. And we'll definitely be talking about in future episodes. What were your thoughts on the prologue? Yeah, super cool. So there's kind of just this text base that has like more than 50 lines of this mm-hmm. dialogue where Loba's leading things and talking with some other legends lore? about what they're doing. Lore for everyone amazing it's so good it's really amazing you know we say that what sets apex apart is its amazing universe uh and the lore and they're leaning into that and making it equal opportunity anybody that plays the game now has access to this lore that they say is gonna tie into every single legend the next legend the next map Mm -hmm. super cool to tie all these things together and to do it in such an engaging way with a you know campaign mode almost yeah awesome respawn Again, Pathfinder was cracking me up also in the prologue he talking about the shadow dimension. Oh my goodness. Um, and real quick, talking about the quests, um, you know, depending on what days they come out and are completed, uh, we don't want to spoil anything for you guys. And so maybe we'll post a poll about that up on the Instagram, uh, but we don't want to, you know, be ruining the quest. I think everyone should experience that. A lot of like data miners have mentioned that they won't be. Uh, speaking to it because you know that's already in the files and they know a lot of stuff and we don't want to ruin the experience for you guys that it's everyone should get to do these quests and they're going to be awesome i'm sure for sure and i think for us you know it might come down to what they're like you know if they're super quick and easy uh it might not even be worth going into it we could mention it if it's really challenging and we might feel like we could help some people out Uh, We might do some content over it, Uh, you know, how it talks about the whole big story. Um, You know, we'll probably check in periodically. Uh, But yeah, we're really excited to play it ourselves and uh, share some of it with you guys for sure. And everyone that's listening, we're hyped to hear your thoughts on it as well. And your thoughts really on all of this stuff. But with that, though, let's get into the next thing in the patch notes. And that was the reconnect feature that was introduced. And I'm not going to go into the gritty details of it, but essentially... You know, reconnect allows you to if your game crashes in competitive play for some odd reason. Um, hopefully, you'll be able to reboot back up, get right back in the game. I'm interested interested to see how it actually plays out or anything. Um, 
we haven't experienced it yet. And hopefully none of you guys really have to experience it. But it's something that a lot of people were begging for. And so I'm glad that, you know, Respawn put that in because I read a lot about how it's really hard to do, apparently, from a coding perspective. Yeah, I think that talking about just servers and the health of, you know, connecting to the game in general. With this launch, you know, Apex, of course, took the top seed on Twitch, had a huge surge in players. Mm -hmm. We had an amazing time playing on the first day. Yeah. Servers were not a big problem. We weren't lagging. We weren't dropping out of games very regularly. Extremely impressed. I think they've definitely uh, invested a lot into it mm -hmm. going into this season. And we had a lot of problems in season four. Uh, and this reconnect feature could be uh, a big reason of that. Yeah. Not having whole squads drop out and having, you know, big bugs happen. And yeah, there were a couple bugs, you know, early on as it got introduced, but nothing to like, you know, complain about over, uh, social media and rant about you know they're doing this all from home they're gonna fix it they've got a full squad of people working on that and you know it's all gonna get ironed out i've heard that pc is experiencing something where hits aren't registering and that does seem kind of brutal but you know it's a weird time and they're gonna do everything possible they know about all the problems they're gonna work it out and i'm hyped that we got such a good experience to start Respawn just deserves some praise. I just, I'm super impressed. I don't know if I just had like a bad feeling or if I didn't have enough oh faith. Oh my goodness. I'm looking at the show doc. We're getting close to the big important news. Yep. But first we got to talk about conditional legend chatter. This is fun. It's awesome. Um, and so I'll read what the patch notes said. Under certain pairings, legends will speak to each other differently when prompted with normal dialogue cues. How does Lobo thank Revenant for a revive? She doesn't say thank you. There are many pairings if you're interested in hearing what everyone has to say. Experiment. I think this is really great. You know, it's kind of forced with Loba and Revenant now yeah. having to play side by side. Uh, right off the bat, it seems like it's fairly limited to just them, uh, but a lot more is going to be added and there's still like a lot more pairings we have to explore. Yeah. Uh, so really a cool feature. There's only so much time. Like we'll see what else there is. Um, I'm, Seems like there's a lot of data in it as well. There's a lot of code lines for it. Uh, but yeah, it's been really cool. Like I think I saw one. I got revived by Bangalore when I was Loba and she was like, thank you so much, beautiful or something like yeah. that. And, you know, because Loba's bi, like it's really cool that that was like incorporated into that as well. Like and Bangalore is Bangal not having it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bangalore's not impressed. We'll go over that in the next <laughs> episode, I think. But if you guys unlock the loading screens, uh, the loading screens have like kind of some dialogue and lore behind them as well. And just a little hint, Bangalore is not a fan of Loba at all. I love that they added this though, because it's incredibly complex. And it's hard to do. I definitely didn't ask for it. It's too much to lore. ask for. Leans into lore even Amazing. more so, even more so. But let's get to the important stuff. Legend updates. What you guys have all been waiting for. We did it. As a podcast community, we did it. I think it was all us. I really do. It was you guys. Yeah. You know, I, it brings a tear to my eye uh, that the real leader of the Apex Games yeah. is finally getting some damn respect. The man that, you know, dominates every party is the life of the party. Finally gets the buff he needs. And I'm so thrilled i'm i'm starting to tear up i'm really emotional about this like 
it's been five seasons, a year <laughs> and a half-ish of grueling, grueling play where your ability required you to be dead to be activated. But Mirage got a full rework, guys. The bamboozler himself. Let's go through these patch notes, man. Now it's party time. Your favorite trickster has learned a few new tricks to bamboozle his enemies in this new rework for season 5. Designer note, the hope for this rework is that it gives more depth to Mirage gameplay by giving Mirage players avenues to get better at bamboozling people. You can bamboozle people What they mean by that (laughs) is that the bamboozle is everywhere. Okay, let's go. Let's tactical. Tactical. Psych out. Pressing the character utility action button allows Mirage to gain control of his decoy. When controlling the decoy, it will mimic Mirage's every move. Decoys now last for 60 seconds. Releasing another decoy will remove the previous decoy. It's so good. It really is. It's incredible. They really did a great job with the execution of this. Um, There was a ton of ideas thrown out into the the interwebs about it. Um, Really cool. Uh, Takes a bit of skill to kind of get a hold of when to take control of the -hmm. the decoy and how to kind of best use it uh, to almost peek corners or kind of confuse and bamboozle people. But really awesome. The tactical also has, I believe, a 15 second cooldown. Mm-hmm. So like you can have that decoy out there for 60 seconds and then feel free to, you know, use the second one if you have to move and reposition. Your decoy is not gonna die from running into a rock now. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that the decoy gets revived when you get revived as well. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it really does confuse the heck out of people because I'm just shooting them left and right now because if a decoy is aiming at me and moving around left to right like they're strafing, I don't even know what to do. You absolutely cannot tell. You yeah. know, and we have been saying this since, you know, the beginning of the podcast that you're not a total noob if you're shooting at decoys. Like they look pretty good yeah. even in their previous state. And now it's just cranked up to 11 mm-hmm. and just wait till we go into the ultimate Ultimate. Life of the party. Mirage deploys a team of decoys that mimic his every move. Think emergency dance party from Dummy's Big Day. Cool down. 60 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's in bold. So pretty much I've been playing Mirage the first day and Shay's been playing Loba and that duo is nuts. Yeah. This ultimate having a 60 second cooldown means that you can use it every fight. Sometimes twice a fight. Yeah. To be able to go into a fight with up to seven replicas of yourself. Oh my goodness. That look identical to you and are moving in a smart way. It's impossible. It's so frustrating to play against. So I haven't gone up against too many Mirages. Pretty much our first eight hour session. uh, I think I went up against maybe three or four. um, And one of them used the ultimate on me i got bamboozled four times and died and i was using mirage all day i'm not like dumb (laughs) they were in all four of them were in good position (laughs) moving and like it's such a good ultimate and the fact that it has a 60 second cooldown 
man, the, the decoys just look so good. He is such an impressive assault legend. Like yeah. to be able to use that in fights is so disruptive to combat, so good for gaining an advantage and just messing with people. Like even if you're a pred, I think it still can like throw you off your game. Yeah. And that's an amazing ultimate. That's an amazing ultimate. From my experience playing it so far and seeing you play it as well, it's not as much of an escape mechanism as I think it was the old ultimate was supposed to be. That's the thing, yeah. This is like a, you run on a team, you're full health, and then you activate it while you're running at the team. Like, they don't know what to do. They're going to give away their positioning as well by shooting the bamboozles, and you can get off so many clean shots. Like, you can two-clip people, uh, and then by the time it wears off, there's, it's, a one on, it's a one on three. And it's over like it's so good it's very it's not a oh no i just lost all my shields i'm a poor mirage i need Mm -hmm. to go down to use my passive um it's like (laughs) you are a very much attacking legend and very good at it um and whenever you bamboozle somebody you trigger the voice line in their ear yeah so it's just an another like tactical advantage that if you can take away their their comms or take away their you know hearing uh that's a big advantage. Buff the bamboozle. Yeah. It was buffed. And the thing is, like, this is this is a buff. This is like a full rework. You mm-hmm. know, like you don't you turn invisible for maybe one or two seconds. Yeah. But then you reappear and your decoys just mimic you. So it's not a escape by any means. It was a full rework and the passive is great. It's called Now You See Me. In addition to cloaking when downed, Mirage also cloaks while using a respawn beacon and reviving teammates. The teammate is also cloaked. Super good. A great passive. You've gotten off some crazy reses with it. Like true. You could res people just in the open at this point with it to an extent. There's a slight delay on it and then you know, you're immediately uh, able to be seen after the res happens. Mirage is definitely one of the guys I'm pushing a gold bag to at this point though now uh, because he can get off so many risky reses I think is the key word. Yeah. But it's great that he can, you know, do stuff now in game before being dead. Pretty much when we start to look at, you know, legends that we choose ourselves and how we rank them, we like to see uh, a kit and a set of abilities that are all kind of distinct and let you do a mm-hmm. versatile uh, amount of things. Like Gibraltar is able to you know, handle one-on-ones, support, res, you know, drop down artillery. A lot he can of do everything because he's broke, so... But now we see that Mirage also has these kind of very distinct abilities that allow you to not only, you know, get the res and support, also confuse, but, you know, also do these, you know, massive assault uh, things. It, it's super cool. Yeah. I will say that um, I think we talk a lot about who the best healers are and who the best uh, support and resing uh, legends are. And I think for the longest time it was like, you know, Lifeline's the best because. She can do it every time. Like Gibraltar, we had it second. And while Gibraltar is amazing, you know, having the dome and the quick pickup, there are spots where you can't revive everybody because the dome expires. And then we had Bangalore third because being able to do smoke and confuse people uh, is a big deal. And I'm not afraid to say that I think Mirage overtakes Bangalore from a resing perspective and is now the third best, like, healing. Uh, resing legend in the game and I'm so excited to rank the legends because he's going to seriously see a boost he's incredibly viable now um, 
I oh I oh I, I want to say who is better than I think. You can't yet. You but can't. I can't. That's a spoiler. That's a spoiler. Some before we move on from talking it's really about Barrage, good. um, it's kind of we did some uh experimenting with what could counter Mirage. Yeah. Uh, and kind of our two guesses that we tried out were Bloodhound and Caustic. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much what we found is that Bloodhound scans oh my. Uh, do identify all seven decoys as being legitimate mm-hmm. uh, and fully highlighted. The one uh, Mirage does have a target triangle or a diamond on them. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in the middle of a fight, not super effective. Still, Mirage is pretty confusing. And then in Bloodhound's ultimate, all the decoys are fully highlighted in red. Yeah. So, Bloodhound, the recon legend, can't uh, see the man. Can't do it. But Caustic, on the other hand, uh, does not highlight uh, the Mirage decoys in the gas. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of a, a tough counter to Mirage just because uh, you're going to have to touch him with the gas and throw your you ultimate. You really need just your to counter ultimate. Him. Yeah. And, you know, but it's still going to be tough. Yeah. It's still going to be tough. And he's so good. I'm so happy for him. Looking at the little statue we have of him right now. Should I mention that actually? One little piece of news uh, that got leaked from Shrutgol is that uh, yeah, I think Mirage is going to be getting the next heirloom and it's supposed to be a statue of himself, which is just going to be hilarious to watch him run around with a statue beating people <laughs> with this little statue of himself. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, Super it's fun. too good. It's too good. Do you have any other thoughts on Mirage besides the fact that he's the best legend in the game now? Big change, you know, it's super fun to see these big changes and with Loba and, you know, big change to the Mirage. It's fun. And we're about to talk about more legends and I think this is just super fun, cool changes. Yeah. So Bloodhound's the next legend to see a little bit of a buff. Uh, and for his tactical, Eye of the Allfather, increase the sonar detection from three to four seconds and decrease the cooldown from 35 to 25 seconds. This is huge. It's a this big is one. not something to just breeze over. Yeah. Like we have so much to cover and there's so much that came out that, you know, we're not going to be focused on it too much. But for the Bloodhound mains, this is big, you know, 25% increase the duration of the scan. Mm-hmm. Huge. Like a 10 second decrease in the cooldown of the tactical. Like his scan is so good right now. And mm-hmm. his ultimate's so good. And just Bloodhound is a very solid legend. Nothing, you know, to say. Yeah. More than that. Neither of us play a ton of him to really speak to it. I think we will see more of it being played now, though, uh, because of this little buff. But he's he's up there. He's, he's really super good. fun to play. Yeah, he's incredibly fun. Uh, next, we got Crypto, Tactical. Uh, crypto can now ping banners while in drone to warn teammates of nearby squads. This was an ability he already had, was that if he looked at the banner, you could see how many squads were in the area. Uh, but you couldn't relay that information to your teammates if you were playing off mic. And so being able to do that now because of this is really just, to me, it's not even a buff. It's just something that should have happened. That was like a quality of life thing, if anything. Yep, for sure. It helps him. Doesn't push him, I don't think, at least into the next tier. I got to stop talking about ranking the legends. <laughs> I'm just so excited to do that episode. Uh, next, we have Lifeline. Increase the Lifeline bin ratio uh, to 20%, so one in five bins are now blue, and remove knockdown shields from the secret compartment loot pool, which I think is cool. I think those are both things that really help her, and there's a lot of Lifeline hate out there uh, saying that she needs a complete rework of every ability. Uh, I don't think that's true. Um, 
if anything, the ultimate could use a slight, you know, redesign, but she still has probably the best passive kit in the game. And, you know, the drone is there and she really is the best just support healer right now in the Apex games. Did I cover it all there? You covered it. You know, we'll talk more about the gold armor, but I think that's that's good. Yeah. Next we have Caustic. I was not expecting this one. Designer note, this is something that is a bit of an experiment. We will be keeping an eye out to make sure this change doesn't cause any degenerate player behavior. AKA, this is so good that people are going to abuse it and talk too much (laughs) trash to each other. Friendly grass no longer slows teammates. Caustic traps are no longer triggered from the other side of a door. Huge buff. Huge. So this was the legend that I was talking about that I think could potentially make a play into meta, into the competitive meta. We already have seen it with Alliance uh, playing a Caustic in the Apex Legends Global Series. But what was the complaint? The complaint about Caustic was that it sucks to play with a Caustic because of the gas because your teammates can be affected by it. That is no longer the case. It's really amazing. You know, Caustic has such a great kit. He's such a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, his ultimate is very strong. Mm-hmm. He can he can put out a lot of traps. The traps are huge, very versatile, great defensive, great recover, uh, do a ton of damage. You know, this buff really makes Caustic a lot better. And now though, like he can really block the doors. Now you have to knock down the doors in order to get through them because originally you could run up to it and then the trap would activate. Eventually it would expire. Like that's not a thing anymore. Now you have to actually physically destroy the doors in order to get through. So not only has he gotten better in uh, medium range, long range engagements and close range because he can, you know, not affect his teammates with the gas, but like just from a, positioning and holding the area standpoint i think we'll see a lot more caustic play Um, i haven't played a ton of it yet this first day but i'm definitely excited because that was my pretty much my main in season four and so i'm really hyped to really dive into that a lot next we have octane designer note this is a first step in pushing more team utility for octane we have more updates planned but they didn't make the cutoff for this patch very nice to see that, at least. Yeah, and kind of hopeful. You yeah. Know, team utility are kind of charged words. You yeah. Know, having Octane have some support things is what people were kind of excited about. Essentially, his launch cooldown, uh, launch pad cooldown was reduced from 90 to 60 seconds. Same as Mirage, Ultimate. Yeah. You can use it once, twice a fight pretty much now every time. Um, I think it's good. I think it's really good and helpful for him. Octane is a super fun legend to play. You know, he's super fast. I kind of like his passive uh, and having this ultimate where you can use it multiple times a gunfight, perhaps, you know, takes him from being this, you know, super fast speed demon to being like a huge jumping legend. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, jumping all around, stimming like a crazy daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to be kind of some of his peak performance yeah uh, this early season it's gonna be awesome and you know the octane mains out there uh i think you're gonna really enjoy this and really see a lot more fun plays out of it and you know it helps the team to a large extent because having this many jump pads is just like the way the map is now designed with all these gaps and water and rigs and stuff 
being able to clear it in another way uh, in an emergency situation is going to be very nice. Absolutely. Next, we have Gibraltar. So this is entering into kind of a controversial segment, going to the nerves of uh, some top-tier legends here, both of which uh, we have mained pretty extensively. Yeah, we have um, some thoughts. We have Hopefully some we keep a level head and uh, we give it to you straight here. I think some people are going to be mad listening to these opinions. I, I do. We've but really thought about it a lot. Let's, let's uh, dive into hopefully it. Hopefully we have some good opinions. Uh, as Gibraltar man, I'll take this one. Uh, pretty much the designer says that uh, although his individual fights are in a good place, his team utility just had to get brought down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they reduced his tactical, the dome shield, from 18 seconds to 12 seconds. So a 33% reduction on that. Mm-hmm. Um, bit of a nerf, uh, but still Gibraltar is very strong. This is not the nerf that I was anticipating. Not the nerf I was anticipating um, I thought either. it was going to be a lot more heavy-handed. Uh, but kind of it's just a little bit more strategy required. Timing is more important. Uh, but really nothing to get too upset about on this nerf for all the Jibby mains. Yeah, it's cool because I think um, what they're doing is really leaning into what Gibraltar should be. And he's he should be a attacker. That's what his class is right now. He's an assault class. And Defense. seeing that he's had success in battles and that the data supports that is really awesome. And so I think that he really is playing into that role perfectly. The fact that they just gave him so many other abilities, I think, because he was so low uh, in like season one and zero, uh, kind of created this issue where he was like a jack of all trades and just dominating everything. Like every team had a Gibraltar. For sure. I don't think this is going to shift it that much. No, I I still think in uh, competitive, you're still going to see that Gibraltar. I don't think this took him down that much. If anything, I think my thought to it was it, just increases the skill cap for Gibraltar a little bit because popping the bubble is going to take more uh, anticipation and just, you know, understanding of the game situation that you're in. I think for me, you know, playing a lot of Gibraltar, all the buffs to the other legends are going to make me play him less. Like there's just so many more fun legends to play. Like Loba is so fun to play right now. Mirage is so fun. You know, Caustic is very viable. There's a lot more options. Uh, but Gibraltar is still, you know, overall very strong. Yeah, I don't think we'll see Gibraltar bumped out of that competitive uh, meta anytime soon, at least with that buff if, or with that nerf, if that's what we have. Let's dive into Pathfinder. Designer note, uh, given the power of quick repositioning in Apex, being able to use Pathfinder's grappling hook multiple times in a fight is both too powerful and muddies combat legibility. Interesting wording there. It was a very interesting wording uh, because I think that is what people thrived on that played Pathfinder. And me and myself, you know, Pathfinder main for the longest time, that is what it was about. It was about kind of creating this chaos and grappling around in battle uh, to confuse people because it's so hard to hit this flying, moving person. And so I think that is how everyone really played Pathfinder to the highest level of success. Uh, but in return, so the cooldown of the grappling hook has been decreased from 15 seconds to 35 seconds. That's a big difference. Pretty drastic when it's you a, read it like that. Yeah. You know, it definitely 20 second hit is a eternity yeah. in this game. This is, this is like, you know, we got people calling for the death of Pathfinder right now. Um, and, you know, I'm the same reason as you. The reason I'm not going to be playing as much Pathfinder uh, is because of all these other legends and the fun awesome plays that they have 
But, you know, speaking from my experience playing Pathfinder, um, this is not a killer. This is not like a, he's unplayable at this point. Uh, this is a big change. It's definitely a nerf, uh, but it's more a nerf to his play style as it is right now. And I think that's what they needed. Uh, rather than kind of like saying Pathfinder is a dead legend, really at this point we need to see is this new way of playing with him, which is using the ability more similar to a Wraith and a Loba and that you use it to escape a bad situation uh, and you can't really use it mid-fight, is he still going to be viable now? Is the passive, is the beacon important enough that it's worth it that like this guy is now more of a bigger hitbox, uh, but you know, like, just goes into battle normally because there isn't going to be any grappling into the battle, grappling away, you know, going into these one-on-three engagements because Pathfinder can get out at any moment. Uh, it's, it's just a different way to play him and we'll see if it really does hit him hard. I think there's potential for it too. Uh, and I'm excited to see what happens in competitive play with Pathfinder a lot. Yeah. I think some notes to add on it is that, you know, now his tactical is on par with Wraith. Wraith yeah. has a 35 second cooldown on her ability. And, you know, before Loba, they were considered to be equals. Now they are. Uh, Loba has a 30 second cooldown on her tactical. And so kind of leveling the playing field, uh, I think is overall good. And then you can't forget about the fact that Pathfinder is the only legend that can bring his entire team to strategic high ground. Yeah. And on this new King's Canyon, there's a lot of that. And that's incredibly important in this game. Um, and then I guess the last thing I'd say is that, you know, I think a big reason why you stopped playing Pathfinder is you got upset that you died alone. Yeah. Like with the low it's profile, very hard to like go out ahead of the team, die. And then your teammates are five, six seconds behind you. Mm-hmm. This slight nerf, like don't mix up these words too much, but could actually help Pathfinders be able to kind of refine that grapple and think of it as this is something that I can use to reposition myself not to kind of scout ahead as his class kind of yeah I don't even know if it was like fully the scouting ahead aspect it was more just like the it it just hurts all these you know and like I'm a Pathfinder player but like it's really these pros and these apex predators that really played Pathfinder that just focused on like I'm gonna be in one spot and now I'm in a completely different area yeah. mid-gunfight. And that is something you're now going to be able to do once instead of twice. Yeah. Um, if that's how you still want to play him. And we'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. I really don't know what's going to happen with him. It's really going to be interesting. And kind of how streamers and you know the social scene reacts to it will be big. You know, Wraith is a very popular legend. You know, queuing out, using her tactical is really big yeah uh i think pathfinder is gonna kind of come in line with that and this is kind of the big nerf uh to talk about but i don't know if it's as dramatic as everybody is saying yeah and you know as even still as intense as it is like we've talked about how nerfs are the only way our meta is going to change like we're not going to see gibraltar removed from competitive play until he's no longer able to quickly res people in his bubble or his arm shield has 25 health. Like something that feels drastic in the moment 
is really just for the health of the game and balancing. And it sucks that it's Pathfinder because it does feel like Pathfinder's been taking hit after hit after hit. It's so interesting that he has really been the focus. Yeah. Wraith has received, you know, none of that kind of attention mm-hmm. aside from the low profile. So definitely kind of weird to see that the data has led Pathfinder to get all these these nerfs. It's interesting for sure. And, you know, they'll probably take away the uh, recon next if they do it's that. On the table. If they do that. Oh man, that would really suck. That would suck for him. And I really hope he's still played because he is such a fun character. And that's really why I started playing him in the beginning is that, you know, he cracks you up. Like if you were watching the prologue of the quest, like he's hilarious and his, he's awesome. He's so good. Let's get into the weapons though. Weapons and loot updates. And this is kind of a good note. I think I'm going to read from the patch notes here. Season five is the first season of Apex that doesn't get a new weapon. We stepped back and asked ourselves, does Apex need a new weapon every season? If we continue to add new weapons, the weapon pool will become saturated. We believe there is a quote-unquote right amount of weapons in the loot pool, and we think we are currently in that sweet spot. Vaulting weapons is not an option because players have purchased skins, so we are forced to be more creative. We have some ideas on how to address it, but we need some time to test them and make sure they are healthy for Apex. We also want to make sure that weapons we add have real value to gameplay. We have some fun stuff in the works. Our weapons team is hard at work. In the meantime, we hope the changes listed below can get you excited to learn and master the Season 5 weapon meta. Interesting thought. I think that was a really nice explanation. I'm glad they said that. Mm-hmm. You know, transparency was really important in that just because I think you know I had my hopes really high. Definitely, I feel like everybody expected there to be a new weapon because of the pattern. Um, you know, I think it's kind of interesting that they think they're at this sweet spot mm-hmm. with two energy weapons. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I hope maybe next season we'll get the Volt and then maybe stop. I mm-hmm. just I just think having an energy SMG and a third energy weapon makes sense in my head. Like, I definitely was set on it just because it seemed logical. Uh, but talking about kind of the inability to vault weapons is definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that more, I it, think. It makes sense, though, for sure. Yeah. Like, you Straight know, people, up. people spend money. Like, money and time and to take that away it's why we won't see the removal of a legend you know yeah for the most part i believe uh so season five fully kitted gold weapons longbow dmr hemlock spitfire eva 8 and the re45 they teased us so hard with the r99 in that launch trailer man that was brutal i was so excited for it a nice balance of every weapon class here yeah for the gold weapons definitely Uh, definitely cool uh i'm really shocked that they did play us with the r99 like yeah i don't what an interesting such thing like a fun, was it a one day yeah like bamboozle everyone was it's all about the bamboozle now so interesting uh start with the big thing the big switch and you know essentially what they did is they took the peacekeeper made it a gold drop weapon only in care packages and they took the mastiff and made it a regular essentially switching the spots of them uh you know they nerfed the mastiff and they buffed the peacekeeper uh to correspond to that Peacekeeper is a freaking monster right now. Uh, and the Mastiff is still really, really good. I like there is a just a huge list of all the things they tweaked on the Mastiff mm-hmm. um, to kind of bring it into this quote unquote normal weapon. We're going to see more. I think we are. It's insane right now. It's really good. And, you know, I, as a Gibraltar player, have never really uh, 
been drawn to shotguns just Mm -hmm. in general. It doesn't really fit the kit. Um, But I definitely, as much hate as I have uh, said about the Peacekeeper, I did not anticipate them removing it from the general game. Yeah. Completely blew my mind. This is like one of the most popular weapons in Apex. One of the best weapons. And just like the previous best weapon, the Devotion, fully kitted, Mm -hmm. has now been a gold weapon. And that's crazy. My first thought was I love it. I love that they're willing to say these weapons are really, really good. And they're broken in the hands of some people. And that they have to be limited in the um, oftenness they can be used. And so we're going to put them in care packages only. And so myself as Loba can get them. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) that's right and i think that as much as you know i think we haven't really felt it just because we don't really you know sing a lot of praise to the peacekeeper together Mm -hmm. um but i think a lot of people will be a bit sad that it is gone out of normal rotation and it's just a care package weapon but honestly the mastiff is nothing to be too sad about it's a worthy replacement great replacement Uh, i've been using it a lot um as kind of this new assault legend mirage getting up close uh, super fun my main setup right now is R301 Mastiff. Like, that's what I'm rocking and trying to find every game because I feel like it's so good right now and it's just fun to experience it while it stays that way. Next, we have the alternator. Increase the mag size from 16 to 19. Uh, the extended mag is now 22, 25, 27 to the corresponding level. Pretty cool buff. I think it just makes it a bit more viable of a weapon and not everyone will be in a hurry to just drop it. And now if you feel like you can't control the R99, there is this viable alternative and it has its buffs now. Yeah, I think this was a really unique way to go. You know, taking kind of the two big weapons in the game, the Peacekeeper and the R99, like actually removing the Peacekeeper and replacing it with something pretty much new and then not touching the R99, but bringing up the alternator a little bit I think it's a really great balancing move. Like very creative, very cool. I think the alternator is a fun gun to use and an extra three bullets in the mag right off the bat is a big deal. Yeah. Next gun they switched up was the RE45, increase the damage from 11 to 12 and reduce the reload time for everything. You know, it's Pretty the RE45. It's not going to change anything drastically. Fully kitted, it'll be fun. I haven't gotten the gold variant yet. Yeah. Um, Hopefully pretty fun. Yeah. Next we have the Havoc. You know, the gun that everybody felt needed to be really taken down a peg. It's the most dominant gun in the game season four. And so essentially they reduced the, uh, or they increased the vertical and horizontal recoil and increased the recoil on the first two shots. We Be I- honest. I had a lot of anxiety going into this. I thought this was going to be, you know, the introduction of the Volt and then full rework on energy weapons again. Mm-hmm. I thought there was going to be stack changes and damage changes and all sorts of crazy rate of fire things. This is not a huge nerf at all. Like, this is barely even a balancing. Now the Havoc has some sort of predictable recoil, just like every other gun, mm-hmm. but still puts out incredible damage and is controllable and we're still using it yeah it's not they didn't trash it for sure it's one of the top guns we were worried about yeah it's still up there and it's not going to be gone this season if this is all they did uh, you're going to still be killed by havoc a lot because it's really 
easy to control the recoil still. Yeah. What do you think of that? Like, do you think that it should have been dropped more? Do you think they should have killed it? Like, do you think they did a good um, job? You know, I think that if anything, I thought they were going to re- like increase the charge up time a little bit more to the pre turbocharger days. I thought it was going to be more like that. And that would have, I think, really balanced it out to what it should be. Cause right now it's just, it's a little too good. It's a little too good right now. It's still good. You know, I, I think it's really interesting. It's, it's tough to say, um, you know, I, I trust respawn. They've done a great job this season. Um, it's tough. You know, the R99 and R301 can put out a lot of damage really quickly if you hit your shots. Havoc is maybe in line with that. I just feel it still feels so good in my hands. So yeah. I definitely like using it. Longbow and Wingman, they essentially reduced the headshot damage very slightly, you know, for the base models. And then they did something interesting with the hop-ups. They added the Skull Piercer. If you don't know what the Skull Piercer is because you weren't with us season 0, 1, and 2, mm-hmm. uh, Skull Piercer is kind of the thing that pissed off a lot of people in Apex. Uh, increased headshot scale damage uh, for the Wingman from 2 to 2.25 and for the Longbow from 2.1 to 2.5. It's It's back. Yeah, super fun throwback, you know, season zero, season one. uh, This was super fun. Definitely the community was screaming and crying for it. Uh, I did not think that their wishes were going to be granted at all. Um, I didn't think they were going to bring this back. Super fun that they did. Uh, We'll see how happy everybody is uh, once Shay and Henry are running around with Skullpiercer Wingmans. I'm getting it all the time. and (laughs) You can kill somebody now and like, two three shots with the wingman like oh it's so good it's so so good we definitely didn't think that there would be like any sort of wingman buff yeah like but here we are getting what everybody asked for and then the other thing they did with the hop-ups was they got rid of the anvil receiver uh i think that was just more from a stylistic gameplay i think they wanted uh the longbow and the wingman to really be those long range guns because nobody was using the them that much because it was like, why when you can use the R301 or the flatline? Uh, there's no reason uh, with Anvil. So, yeah. yeah, it's definitely interesting how uh, Respawn approaches the loophole mm-hmm. uh, with hop-ups specifically. They're definitely very uh, reserved. They don't want to overload the hop-ups and you know, only having one gold hop-up now, uh, again, uh, is kind of interesting. Yeah, now we got an interesting thing. So they made some changes to gold armor. Uh, They added the perk, shield cells and syringes give double the amount per use, and they removed the perk, 50% increased heal speed. You know, there are a lot of people complaining about gold armor, and this is probably the result of that, because it feels very reactionary. Um, I kind of like the perk, though, a little bit. I've only gotten gold armor once, but it really does increase the value of those cells and syringes. It's definitely interesting. You know, I, I'd love to hear a bit about kind of the data uh, behind this decision, if there was any. Uh, but honestly, you know, we ran a poll uh, with you guys, and it was pretty overwhelmingly gold armor is fine. Keep it how it was. Um, but, you know, we got this big change. Uh, we'll see how it is received. Um, 
I think it's really interesting. You know, you're a big Phoenix kit and big heels user. Yeah. Late game, it's kind of all you use. It'll be really interesting. Like, if you have gold armor, will you really choose tr- to use a cell over a battery? I truly think the purpose of it was yeah. to increase the Evo shield usage. And now red Evo is the most powerful thing. You're not going to drop red Evo for gold armor at this point. And, and it's also a nice little slight buff to lifeline as well. Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. Uh, Next thing, you know, a lot of bug fixes in the patch notes, all great stuff. We're not going to really read through that, Uh, but there's some really important quality of life things we want to go over. And the first one is the biggest. There's a huge overhaul to the death box UI and, and how they compartmentalize the loot. And it works for me. I am in love with it. Like, as a console player, it's so nice and e- so much easier to see everything all on this one page. It looks so good. It plays so good. It feels so good. They nailed it. I really think they did. It's really killer. It looks super clean. It works great. You know, playing with the Lobo when you're, you know, in menus mm-hmm. quite a lot. Uh, just because you have to do it pretty quick. Uh, it looks awesome. And it's great to have all the ammo at the top and the weapons at the top. Yeah. And then, you know, season four with the little changes they did, it was kind of frustrating having like hop-ups uh, and attachments near the bottom, like having to scroll, uh, kind of tough on console. Uh, but this is an awesome uh, user interface. Thing. Yeah, I'm hyped for it. They also added voiceover for pinging enemies who are reviving. So if you're down and somebody's reviving next to you, your teammates can actually hear you say like, enemies reviving over here, which is very nice uh, if you're not on mics to be able to tell your teammates now's the time to push because uh, they're not going to shoot back at you. Also, well, that was another thing that was added is a favorite option now for weapon skins. I love it. Really great thing. We were calling for it. They definitely delivered. Mm-hmm. And additionally, they removed uh, weekly uh, location challenges. And so really, you know, with the map rotations, it didn't play well. And that's kind of what they're talking about, how it's unfair when for two hours of the day, you need to complete a challenge on Kings Canyon, but the map's at World's Edge. And I think they nailed it with that one as well. Yeah. And kind of speaking about that's a great balancing thing and it's fair uh, for the battle pass grinders. Uh, but you know we like to really refine our drop and drop kind of in one general mm-hmm. area uh, and if you're trying to complete the battle pass you can't do that you have to really uh, spread yourself out so yeah. I kind of like it too for that reason thoughts on season five in general so far one day completely blown away you know I was incredibly skeptical I was super nervous uh, you know the morning of the release I didn't want to be disappointed and I was not yeah I love it I think they nailed it Um the PVE mode is going to be fun. Like the fact that there's a whole huge content thing that we haven't gotten to experience yet. It's going to be cool. I think they really, really nailed this one. Let's get into the next thing. Uh, A couple questions we have from the listeners. Uh, The first thing, these are all our five star iTunes questions. You know, if you uh, submit a question to iTunes on a five star review, we will guarantee that your question gets answered. And we got some other stuff to go over with as well. But this being a long episode and all, we're just going to knock out a couple questions here. Uh, This one's coming from Maroon Warrior, five star. Just wondering, when solo queuing with randoms, what are important things to ping when not on voice chat? Should I be pinging open doors or supply crates? 
Great question. You know, playing with randoms is really tough and using the robust ping system uh, is pretty cool. I say, you know, ping as much as you want, you know, as long Mm -hmm. as it's, you know, intentional and you're trying to be uh, upfront with people. Uh, One of the good pings that I would use instead of pinging open doors is ping enemies have been here. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of just gets the message across a little bit quicker. Uh, to kind of cue in those randoms that, hey, there could be people nearby. Um, I think that's what I would say to that. Yeah, I'm a big user of the like, I'm attacking here or I'm looting here. If I'm playing with randoms, Apex has an awesome ping system. So really take advantage of it, especially if you're with randoms and not on mic. Like we use it all the time when we're still on mic because it's easier. Next review or next question coming from Dak Orange Light. Uh, this is a great podcast to listen to every day of quarantine. I am new to Apex, so it has been very helpful. Thank you so much. Keep on being funny and giving out great content. Their question is, do enemies see the blue icon showing where Lifeline's care package drops? No, they do not. Uh, great question. Only your teammates and the Lifeline itself that drops it uh, sees that. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, uh, Lifeline Ultimate still is kind of a beacon. You know, it doesn't have the the pulsing just like the normal care packages do. Uh, so, you know, good enemies can kind of hunt you down. It's kind of a beacon uh, to them. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Kind of a follow-up question. Uh, can we please get vehicles in Apex? Yeah, I mean, uh, Apex is not a game that's built for vehicles right now, just from a map size perspective. And because the Legends have so much mobility already, like... It doesn't make a ton of sense. It would kind of ruin how, uh, you know, the zone is addressed right now. I think if we ever see vehicles in the game, it's going to be on a new map that is a lot bigger with a larger player base if they really make a drastic switch like that. And that would be a lot. I don't think we'll be seeing it anytime soon. Titans, maybe the closest thing we'll get to a vehicle if they really do feel the need to do that. But Apex is such a smooth game, and they yeah. really don't need vehicles for movement. We love the current state, and I think it would be just such a radical shift to the legends mm-hmm. uh, in the game if you were to put in legend or vehicles. Uh, so I think for the time being, the answer is no. Yeah. Last question coming from the gaming duo. I love you guys, and I was wondering what you guys play on because I want to join you maybe. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're trying to play with a lot of people right now, so we'll get you on the list. But we're uh, playing on Apex, we're playing on Xbox, and we also have Playstations as well. Yep, hopefully we can run some games. Uh, and yeah, with that, thank you guys so much for listening. I know this was a long one, so if you stuck with us to the end, uh, love you. It means a ton. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Pods, You know, follow us on Spotify, leave a five-star review. It really does mean the absolute world to us. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We try to interact with all of you on there. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Catch you on the other side. Peace. Buff the bamboozle. Hey now, another squad Again. coming in. Boom! Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>